Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm It's the Wrong Sean Thomas, and this is Feathers McMason. And we played... Anything planned for today, Gromit? Is it his birthday already? Oh, champion! That means a trip to the zoo! Mm. Wallace and Gromit in Project Zoo. Whoop de doo. <laughs> British. <laughs> this, this is very. If, if anybody's anti. If anybody's listening to this and is anti British, you may want to pause and just listen to a different click, episode. Click on a different episode. Well, you know, get your tea, get your crumpets, get some crackers <laughs> and some cheese. And sit down and enjoy uh, us gushing about Wallace and Gromit. (laughs) This will be a very interesting episode from my perspective because uh, I think I think I'm the only one out of all three of us that doesn't really have a really strong connection with Wallace and Gromit. Like I I know I know what they are. I like them, but I haven't. I didn't really, as a kid, really go out of my way to watch any of the things. I was. I was more of a Sean the Sheep guy myself. That but age difference yeah, makes age, sense there. Age difference makes sense. Because late 90s but, is when, uh, you know, because it was what, 94 is when the Wallace and Gromit came? 95? Um, well, because the, the one that introduced Sean the Sheep was like 94, I think. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like Wallace and Gromit introduced, and so I, I saw it in like the late 90s. I think we rented the like VHS 3 pack that had every, you know, had all of them on it. Right. Uh, and watched it a bunch, and then uh, in like junior high. We would always quote like the wrong trousers and cheese, and we'd say, you know, we. And I bet things. you were all really cool. I went to a small private Christian school. We were super <laughs> cool, Mason. Uh, but I had a pretty big affinity for it. Uh, but you know that that maybe faded a bit in middle, you know, older teenage twenties, and then you know later twenties, finding it again, being like, oh my. Gosh, I forgot how charming and amazing this is. Yeah, because I didn't grow up with the shorts. I watched the movie a couple times. Curse of Were Rabbit. Yeah, but I I didn't really watch the shorts. But that was actually uh, in theaters when I started. Curse of Were Rabbit was in theaters when I started at oh. <laughs> movie theater back in My the day. God, what year was that? Two thousand five. God damn. Summer two thousand five. I was two. Curse of the Were Rabbit came out against things like Batman Begins and Fantastic Four. God damn! <laughs> How much would you kill me if I said it was the best movie out of those? <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's not us. You should be worried about. It's the people listening right now. There was also Star Wars Episode Three came out that summer. It's right, the best movie out of those four. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, but no. Uh, but I, I, you know, Curse the Were Rabbit was. Fine, but I I really stick up with the shorts. Is how I love it. Now I I, I still find Curse of the Were Rabbit to be an enjoyable movie, mm-hmm. but. The shorts are where, like, Wallace and Garbett's like, oh, shit, this is the good stuff. It's one of those that I think works better in short form than trying to expand out into a long form story. Yeah. Not that I don't mm. think it can be done, but, like... Yeah. yeah. It just... Some of the humor and the gags and, and you then aren't relied on trying to build a lot more depth of the characters, and they can just be silly and funny and goofy in the short form, which is what the shorts are. Now, to tie it to this game, Project Zoo, they get that short goofy feeling to it and they're not worried about telling you who wallace or gromit is they're just going to have the fun goofy things about it and have them saving the day yeah if if you're playing this game and you have no idea who wallace or gromit are why are you playing this game (laughs) and i think the game itself knows that yeah it is very much 
in the same way when we played Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, that that was very much a kind of a love yes. letter to VeggieTales and, yes, and the goofiness that it was. This is very much a love letter to the Wallace and Gromit style. Absolutely. The, the comedy, the goofiness. But uh, above all, where the money was spent, it felt like, on this is in the animations. And they are just top tier. I, I was just... Yeah. The, the smile on my face whenever Wallace was walking and running in this game. It's so good. Uh, the silly comedy, the silly animations. Mason, because uh, we watched it all play, uh, while we were playing it, and Mason on the edge, teetering on the edge as Gromit and making the noises with it. Like The animations are just top tier in this game. Uh, and while some of the gameplay, which we'll get into, is more mid to, to okay, what separates this game from a lot of the 2000s platformers is it is just... It gets its it gets its subject so well, and it is adorable. It's yeah. it's similar, like you said, to Veggie Tales, where in a lot of the early licensed three D platformers, it feels like that it just has that license as a coat of paint on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here and in Veggie Tales, it feels like to the bone. Mm-hmm. It's for this license. That was that was something we talked about when we talked about Looney Tunes back in action. Was that I felt like it didn't fully capitalize on the Looney Tunes ability, you know. Right. Characters, you know, back in action kind of, you know, is what right. it, it, movie kind of is what it is. But this doesn't have, suffer from that. Whereas, you know, I can forgive some of the flaws of the game because it's so much fun to watch and, and play, you know, Gromit running around with his banana gun and Wallace yelling at you around as you're going through the world's craziest zoo. Right. Yeah. That, Real quick, the plot, if you care about the plot of a Wallace and Gromit game. <laughs> I care about the plot of a Wallace and Gromit game. Well, same. So, <laughs> it's a sequel to The Wrong Trousers, ultimately. Where Feathers McGraw, the villain from that, the, the penguin who pulls a gun. Uh, <laughs> basically, he takes over the zoo and kidnaps Archie, who's this little polar bear that Wallace and Gromit have adopted. Adorable. So... He's such a... He's God such a pudgy... He's, he's such a, a pudgy yeah. little bastard. He's, he's the size of a penguin. He's the size of the penguin. He's the same height as a Feathers McGraw. He's a little chonker. And he's so adorable. He's a chonky wonky. It's... But yeah, the... Uh, Wallace and Gromit basically realize that Feathers McGraw has taken over the zoo, kidnapped Archie and a bunch of baby animals because Feathers McGraw is a bastard. <laughs> and so... He well, is... So, a, he is a criminal mastermind and the worst of the worst. <laughs> the scum and villainy talked about in uh, the first Star Wars, they're all referring to Feathers all, McGraw. They're all referring so when to it, Feathers McGraw. So when are we McGraw. getting the true crime uh, docuseries about Feathers McGraw? <laughs> It's still, still talking about, uh, it's, it's the exact same thing, but it's just Walls and Gromit being interviewed, and they're just awkward the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> could, could I have some crackers, please? We get a true crime podcast about Feathers McGraw. Could you some cheese? <laughs> It'd be the most boring podcast. Is there any that... cheese when we're sitting on this podcast? Could I have some cheese? It'd be the most boring podcast, no offense, because Wallace would only care about the cheese and tea, <laughs> and Gromit wouldn't talk, because yeah. he doesn't fucking <laughs> talk. It's like, this plate of cheese seems a little small. Could we get more cheese over here? Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't listen to a Wallace and Gromit podcast in a heartbeat? Just listen to I, I, would. I, I would, just to see how they'd do it, because it would just be Wallace talking. <laughs> Gromit doesn't fucking talk. Which I think, in, in going back to kind of what works for the shorts and doesn't work as much for like a longer run movie, as much is that because Gromit doesn't talk, 
you can really do that well in a short. Mm-hmm. But having a longer being carried more by Wallace, it makes it's harder to do. Right. Because uh, in in both the movie and the shorts, Gromit is the main character. Yes, he's the best silent protagonist. He's up there. <laughs> Unironically, I picked this game because I just I really like Wallace and Gromit to the point where I do unironically think Gromit's one of my favorite characters. Period. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember uh, you uh, may, uh, uh, sending to the group chat that we're in the the dog tier list. Yeah, I made a tier list of fictional dogs, and Gromit was in the S tier. I was gonna say there yeah, were he's... there there were several dogs in the S tier. I'm not the about just boy tier. I'm not about to I'm not about to go into a tirade about what my fucking <laughs> fictional dog ranking was. Tune in in another episode when we have top five dogs with Thomas. Yeah, there's a Patreon exclusive episode. There you go. It's just Thomas in here. Hello, I'm going to talk about top five dogs today. Top five fictional bestest boys, but. But yeah, anyway, um, it, it all boils down to Gromit is that good of a character because he's that silent protagonist and his uh, repertoire with Wallace is really good. Because mm-hmm. Wallace, both, Wallace both treats him as his pet, but also as his best friend. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he is a dog and Wallace treats him like a dog a lot of time, but also, you know, in a world where, you know, you your dog can stand on two legs and walk around and help you with stuff. Right. I think this game, bringing it kind of back around, I think this game actually has the really good idea of how to uh, structure it. Oh, yes. Because you, you play as Gromit. You play as Gromit going through the zoo, but Wallace helps you along the way by fixing things, giving you guns, because... <laughs> guns that he makes out of, like, a viewfinder. Yeah, he makes a gun out of a viewfinder. There's another one later on that he makes out of, like, pipes, and it's a minigun that shoots porridge. Of course it is. That's the thing that's great about this franchise and this game really does get is that the you can do almost anything and anything ridiculous is is going to can happen. A, a penguin that is a super thief that hacks a robot pair of trousers uh, that ends in a climax where they are, fi- you know, uh, running away on uh, train tracks on a little model train. It, this, you can do a, almost anything in a this short game. where Gromit gets framed for murder, yeah, and uh, taken to jail, and is basically going to be executed. Yeah. And the moon is made of cheese. How it? How has? I, I'm I'm just now realizing that with, with all the crazy stuff that Wallace can do, how has he not won a Nobel Prize? Because he's dumb. <laughs> he's he is brilliant technologically, but in terms of social things. He is absolutely brain dead. Inability to actually share his uh, technology with the world. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, really off topic. Not really, but in the Telltale games, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures, they actually do explain why Wallace isn't super rich. He always forgets to patent his shit. Yeah, <laughs> someone else. <laughs> he always forgets to patent his shit. So, oh, man. That's so good. Oh, I think sad, I, I think that's in the Telltale games they say that. I could be wrong. That's so good. Um... I think, you know, moving on with this game, the, the good place to start with a lot of it is the interesting studio that developed it. Yeah, Frontier Inc. Uh, yeah, Frontier Developments, Frontier Inc. Uh, because they only made two platformers in their entire repertoire. They're still going on, and it's both of them are Wallace and Gromit games. Both of them are Wallace. Yeah, because weird. For the most part, they do, like, park sims. Yeah, they, they, they ported over the original... Uh, uh, 
Roller Coaster Tycoon over to the Xbox, and then from that point they started making the Roller Coaster Tycoons. They made Zoo Tycoon, a bunch of other roller coaster simulations, and then more recently they did the Jurassic World Evolution games, which are you know very much theme park elements to mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then then they they've did. done a few other things. They've done the uh, F one. Uh, Formula One games, yeah, the, the, the managers, One manager. and and then recently they did a Warhammer game. So like <laughs> they've done a lot of stuff, and they've been a very successful, very very because the Roller Coaster Tycoon games are some of the most profitable games out there. Yeah, uh, right. they, they've been very successful. So it's interesting that kind of in the middle of it, they made these little Wallace and Gromit games, which probably means that either they you know they had some connection, British connection to it. I don't, I didn't see where they were uh, located. Uh, the or they're just big fans. The British yeah. Connection sounds like a like a like a drama movie. Like a band, or like a band, yes. Um, Hello, we are the British. They connection. are a, they are a British video game developer. I figured. Okay, all right. Why why couldn't they have thrown in a Sean the Sheep game after that? Where's our Sean the Sheep video game? What would it be? I don't know. <laughs> they made two goddamn movies out of it. They could figure out how to make a game. Um. And a third one on the way. So this game was developed and had a pretty simple development time. They got it out. Uh, it was well-reviewed for the most part, fives and sixes. So, like, it's yeah. not, like, it's so not, not a, like, great. Yeah, you're not looking game of the year, but for a licensed tie-in game in the mid-2000s to be getting fives and sixes when a lot of them were not. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was well-reviewed for the most part. Uh, the... PlayStation 2 was the best reviewed uh, consistently across the board. The, yeah. the lowest, and this is the difference between 67 on Metacritic and 63 uh, right. as the lowest, but PlayStation was the highest consistently, and then Xbox was consistently the lowest. Yeah. The GameCube version, ironically, the one that's not at all labeled there is the one we played, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which is, it, it dropped hard from the PlayStation 2, you know, 67% to 66%. Yeah, so... Ooh. What a fall from grace. Uh, so it, it did really well. Uh, the other big thing that, you know, I think helps the game is they got uh, uh, Peter Salas back for uh, yeah. uh, to P- voice Wallace. Peter, Peter Salas, before he died, just kind of did anything. Well, before he retired and then passed. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. kind of did anything Wallace and Grumman. Up until the Telltale games, where it was Ben White, I think, is the guy who does I think that's Wallace right. Now. But. Uh, he... he uh, Peter just did walls and everything because he liked playing the character. Yeah, and that's, that's and, and I, 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 what I feel like we've had uh, we've played other games where like the voice actors were like the be- like Ben Ten obviously had all the voice actors returned, but was I swear there was another one. That I mean, we Looney Tunes back in action had the voices of a lot of the Looney Tunes that were at that it time. Did, yeah, it did. yeah, uh, and we but a lot of the licensed games we played didn't bring back the voice actors. Well, I mean, Veggie Tales, Veggie Tales did because but because yeah. They, uh, they, but like things like obviously like Wolverine's Revenge was you know we had Mark Hamill voicing Wolverine. Oh, well, that's you, right. Hugh Jackman did play Van Helsing. Yeah, so like it's not uncommon for voice actors to come back for it, but it is really nice when they do, uh, and when they, they they lend it helps lend a bit of the charm to this game is that it does feel like the shorts. Yeah, it very much feels like the shorts. Uh, your your weapons throughout the game. You we talked about the porridge gun and the banana yeah, gun, but. You also they, have the turnip launcher, springy boots, and the gyrocopter. Yep, great names. You also get great names. You also get just, you also just get like a fire extinguisher, which helps a lot. <laughs> I can imagine, but it, 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 it's a game that really doesn't have a whole lot of development history behind it. Not a whole lot going on. They they, they got the license. They made the game. 
They got it out. It was decently well-reviewed. It's weird on this podcast to be like, yeah, this game was created and done. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really any behind-the-scenes drama, because... It was just a game that happened. It, yeah. It, partly, also, it's a company that, you know, had had a little bit of experience developing games beforehand. This was, like, their fifth or sixth game. They'd started out with, like, DOS games, and then moved over, a, done a lot of Xbox games, and then multi-console. Yeah, this, this uh, it helps their... that they were pretty well established, and then, yeah. you know, they've continued on for 20 years since then. Yeah, this wasn't their first game, but it was their first 3D platform. Yes. Which, you can kind of tell, but not great. No. Not, it... like, uh, not, like, gratuitous. Yeah, it's not, not a lot of it. They, they copy elements from a lot of the 3D platforms at the time. Ratchet & Clank is probably the biggest impact, but also you can feel kind of the Jack & Daxter X uh, feeling to it. You can feel a little bit of, uh, you know what Crash Bandicoot was doing at the time. Uh, Spyro, Super Mario 64. Like, it's it's taking all the influence, uh, influences of what was happening at the time and kind of utilized it and, and, and made, it, made it into the their own 3D platformer. And for the most part, you know, as we, as we kind of move over into the gameplay, the mechanics mostly work. Mm-hmm. Most. There, there's a little bit of delay on the jump that Mason had some struggling with, which was funny. I, I, got, I really, got around it eventually. I really struggled with some of the curve. walking up uh, when you, you have to walk slow without falling off. Uh, uh, you, the camera. Since you didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the camera's the big thing, but again, it's it's a early 2000s 3D platformer camera. Mm-hmm. Take a shot if it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> like You'll be in the hospital. Yeah, it, it's... Um, and I think the thing about the camera is, it, especially on the GameCube one with the C-Stick, it's just... It isn't very intuitive, and it doesn't really... You don't have a whole lot of control over it. And it's a bit sensitive. It's Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it feels like there should just be a button map to push to like just move behind you. Move the camera behind you. Wherever yeah, that's it. kind of something I wish it had. So. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, you have your basic, you know, your jump, your gun, your interact. Uh, you have a super jump. You have a uh, backflip. You have a little uh, bit of a melee combo. A little bit of melee. Uh, Gromit roundhouse kicks uh, <laughs> things. I love I love that uh, that Gromit is like the martial arts. Se- ex- yeah, he's like a secret martial arts badass. Well, Gromit's also kind of a little bit of everything. Keep in mind, in the shorts, he has like. He is an expert pilot. Whatever you need at the time, Gromit will fill that need. All right, I want to I want to see an aerial dogfight between Gromit and Snoopy. <laughs> you mean the Red Baron? <laughs> right, the Red Baron. Well, no, 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 the Red Baron's who Snoopy. Oh fights. yeah, that's right. He's the he's the oh, one right. yeah, Snoopy yeah. fights. Yeah. I know too much about peanuts. So <laughs> Gromit and Snoopy are teaming up against the against Red Baron. Against the Red Baron. <laughs> and he throws pizzas. What the fuck? I'd watch it. Uh. But I think control-wise, yeah, none of them are perfect, but I don't think anything in the controls feels bad. There, yeah. There's little, no. little, little, little there's, touch-ups there's that could be There's a little used. awkwardness, like, Awkward. again, the second, mm-hmm. the, like, half-second delay on the jump, uh, which fucks you really hard later uh, on. And, yeah. and a lot of times the control issues come with because the camera isn't good is where a lot of sometimes the issues are. But, you know... Most of it is just, you know, you move around a fairly open area. Your levels are pretty open. You go around, you find what you need to do, progress to the next spot, free the animal. This is probably one of the first 3D platformers we played, other than, again, probably back in action, which Mm -hmm. is very open. Yeah, that has, you know, your big world where you do all your stuff in and then you move on to the next world, uh, Mm -hmm. where each world kind of operates as kind of a hub at the time. Where you're doing all the little things, fixing things, bonus levels, and all the things instead of like individual small levels. Right. Uh, yeah, it is very much 
uh, that sort of feeling uh, back in action I think is the only other one that would be close to it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's and the very... animals are adorable that you're saving. Like that's oh yeah. you know as you're moving on it's, it's adorable. Something that I really that I really liked about this game is that like design wise nothing looked out of place. Like if I if I if I saw all the things that I saw in this game in a Wallace and Gromit short, none of it would look. It's not even just out of place. it's also that everything actually you the way when you interact and you do anything it all feels very Wallace and Gromity. Like when you go up and you yes. hit uh, you know your Y button uh, and you are making yourself do things and interact with stuff, pulling levers. Uh, pushing buttons, calling wallets, all the things, it all feels very in tune with the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which is a, a good credit. You know, even your attacks, like when you're doing your jumps and things like that, it all feels like you're in this stop-go-motion world. And I, I really appreciate the way that, the attention to detail of the everything that they had for that. Maybe that's why some of, maybe the controls aren't as focused on or the camera's not as good because they didn't focus as much on it. They're like, yeah, that, that's a camera that you use in a 3D platform. Let's put it. <laughs> right. Throw it in there, yeah. Uh, so like there's there's maybe a little bit more, uh, but the attention to detail where they really spent their time, Wallace and Gromit, is really well done. Yeah. Yes. Because basically, you are finding like throughout the game, you're finding three things. You're finding bolts and nuts, which help you, uh, which help Wallace to craft shit, to fix shit. You find golden tools, which also helps him, but it helps him fix more advanced stuff. And your objectives basically are saving these little baby animals, mm-hmm. because again, Feathers McGraw is a bastard and gives <laughs> animals, but baby animals. But the progression of the game is ultimately kind of just leading Wallace to these things you need to fix. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, can be a little bit annoying in parts. There's parts where it's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Yeah, and things like but yeah. But overall, because... It helps that Wallace is just so charming that you. It's like oh, I can't get mad at you. Like I can't yeah. stay mad at you. you. You just you just did a cute thing and I unlike it. <laughs> uh, and I, so I think there is that element of because this is adorable that a lot of any of the, the kind of the frustrations that, that may be in a lot of some of these type of games doesn't feel right there because there's just things that are making me smile all the time as I'm playing through it. Absolutely. Right. And nothing in the game, while it, it can be frustrating, feels like it's going to be like, ugh, I need to rage quit because this game is meant for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So it, it isn't, it isn't hard. It's just some of the things, uh, you know, because of the camera, something you're like, oh, what am I looking for? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, there's no map. There's nothing like, it's like, this, there are signs that kind of like point you in a direction, but there's no like, you need to get to this point and then to this point. It's, it, it is kind of up to you to explore and figure out what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will say, I played later on in these games. Mm-hmm. The later worlds do get kind of frustrating because in the later worlds, there's a lot of lighting issues, particularly the fire world where it's... This game is weirdly dark. It, it's, it, yeah. The lighting is very weird. Yeah. And I wonder if that's trying to get the look of the shorts, kind of looking the clay, that they went with more of a darker, like, color to it to yeah. kind of make it feel that sort of thing. But uh, in some of the darker worlds, that is a little bit of a detriment. It's probably, like, the one thing that didn't translate well from the mm-hmm. shorts to the game. Yeah. It gets incredibly frustrating. Uh, the hit detection is kind of off at certain points. Mm-hmm. Specifically, uh, later on in the world, you get fucking crushed on nothing, and it pisses <laughs> me off. And there's, it gets frustrating, but ultimately, I think the charm of the game does bring it. Out o- o- over mm. 
overrule kind of the mid 2000s frustrating yeah. platforming things that exist. And there is also the fact that I am a dumbass. So <laughs> later on the levels I'll be like, "What do you want me to do? I'm getting pissed here. What do you want me to do?" And then I'll look like 90 degrees to my right and see what I actually need to do and I'm like, "Oh, I have the IQ of a fucking toddler." Yeah, <laughs> there is an element of that of like because it is not it's not just put out to you on a platter. There's no like button you can hit and be like, "Tell me where to go. Tell me what to do." Uh, there's no mini map. There's yeah, no because, mini map. There's because no... Wallace is just as lost as you. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so it, it definitely suffers from things that 2000s platformers suffered from, but it definitely is able to kind of go in above beyond, especially the licensed platformers of the time, uh-huh. and make it engrossed in the world that you just you you, you get over a lot of those frustrations. Uh, and it's definitely it, it, more than I think a lot of the platformers we've played. It really feels like a game that you could sit down and just keep playing. Yeah, and that you you know maybe would play for a while. You know, it, it has that that just like it's a fun world to go into. So like it, kind of in the same way that we talked about uh, Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, or at times when we talked about with X 2s Revenge a bit, it was like yeah, there are problems in these games, but like what they get right, they get really right. This uh-huh. this game does something that I that I uh, that I really like. Uh, with uh, frustrating things is that if you if you work it out long enough you'll find what you need and mm-hmm. what yeah. you need to do and it's and it I never I there was never a point where I where playing this game there were points where I felt stuck mm-hmm. but there was never a point where I was like I'm absolutely lost and there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do this I have to look I up I a guide stats yeah there was no what the, there was yeah, there was never a point where I felt like I needed to look up a walkthrough. Again, there are moments like that later on in the game for me, but I don't know how much of that is the game's design or more just me being a fucking idiot. So, but you never know with platformers. You know, I, yeah. I, I can get stuck really easy yeah. in a like platformer. There's, there's one bit later on in like uh, the world where you're saving pandas. It's oh, like it's like an, it's like an ice world, and there's this bit where you have to jam up with the porridge gun. You can like jam up gears, mm-hmm. and there's a bit where that happens. But then I'm like, what do I do now? And there are these like little propellers, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I had to move down, go through the platforming again because I accidentally went down the damn path. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I genuinely don't know what to do. So I looked up a walkthrough. You had to shoot the propellers, which looking back, and I'm like, that should have been obvious. I'm kind of a dipshit. So. <laughs> I think there's just an element to this game that it is... Its charm just wins out, and I know, like you know, we 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 can be sometimes a little more critical on games that aren't as charming or aren't as fun. And some of the same same issues in this game have existed in games that we're like, these suck. Right. Uh, but I think because what it gets right, it gets so right that I forgive a lot of its mm-hmm. fa- failings. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. It has a lot of like it, it has you know collectibles. It ha your 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 weapons menu is actually pretty nice, you know, and, and different weapons you can switch e- pretty easily to. I think the UI is pretty good for what we saw in this game. Like, you know, nothing nothing like oh my gosh, the greatest UI ever. But we've you know, as we said, we've played games without menus, and so <laughs> no, um, we've played the bottom of the barrel and we've scraped below it. So, so. like <laughs> being able to being able to to feel fairly intuitive in it, it it, it, it was decent. Uh, mm. I think overall, like, yeah, that, I think just my thoughts is like, yeah, this is cute and adorable. And uh, I, I think it, it's good that when they jumped into a Wallace and Gromit game that they made sure to keep it true to 
what Wallace and Gromit is. Yeah, they made, Absolutely. They made sure to emulate that feeling, and mm-hmm. I think when you're making a licensed game, when you have to make it fun, but that is arguably the second most important thing is just to emulate the feel. To, to make the feel, mm-hmm. which is the problem with a lot of licensed games. You're like, yeah, I don't feel like, uh, what, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it, it definitely works. Uh, I think, you know, before we get into the questions here, I just think that, like, we've, we've, we've played some pretty bad licensed game. We've played some mediocre licensed game, and it's nice when we can play games that have problems but can feel like something, feel rewarding to play. But, mm-hmm. it, but in the end, we can overcome. Come. Yeah, uh, I think that's this big thing. That like, yeah, I can see why it was reviewed a lot of fives and sixes. You know, five out of ten, six out of ten. I think its highest we saw was like seven point five out of ten somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you can see why why it's not. You know, this is not like the greatest reviewed ever, but it, you can definitely it, they did enough to make sure that this game was playable, fun, and, it, and fans would appreciate yeah. what they've done. It's one of those things where if you like Wallace and Gromit. Add this to your collection. It's, yeah, it's not absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably like, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this game or anything. I'm probably like the most down on it though, mainly because I just don't have that connection to, to Walter yeah. Gromit. I think it, but even even then, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything that I love to go back to and play again. But at the same time, I don't regret that I played it either. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's a game. It's a game that exists. For me. It's just kind of. It, it's it. It's it's. If I I think if I was like a bigger Wallace and Gromit fan, yeah, I would probably seek geek this out, out a bit about it. Uh, yeah. Geek out a little bit on it. Yeah, but I I but I I'm not. So it's just fine. Which is you fair. Don't you know, like you don't... good things. It's not. No. It's <laughs> a, and it's not even I'm that kidding. I don't. It's not even I'm that kidding. I don't like it. I'm it's, kidding. Right. <laughs> It's one of those that just, like, I think the connection to it, very similar to the way we said with Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, if you have a connection to it, this game gets that right. Yeah, and, and so that connection and you're going to love. And if you don't, you might not. You, might not, so you might not like it as much. Again, yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is if this were a Shaun the Sheep game, I would be more into it. And neither of us would be as close. <laughs> so, yeah. On this podcast, we ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first is, how does this game hold up? I think it holds up fine yeah. for, like, uh, again, in early 2000s licensed it, platformer. Yeah, there are going to be things about early 2000s platformers that just don't hold up, uh, cameras that don't hold up, gameplay Li- stuff. Licensed platformers specifically. Yeah, that don't hold up as well. But, you know, in the, in the gameplay, none of us were cursing the controls. Like, right. none of us were like, oh my gosh, no. which is something that a lot of 2000 platformers, you're like, yeah. which, you know, there were moments in, like, back in action, or even things like Wolverine's Revenge, where I'm like, how does this do that, you know? Uh, yeah. we, we've been upset at, 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 at gameplay before, uh, and I nothing in here definitely made us, like, angry. It, it, it mm-hmm. can be frustrating because some of it has aged. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I can say it holds up great but i think it holds up just fine this isn't like it came out yesterday but it's mm-hmm. not like it came out in the eons ago and and while the right. lighting does affect a lot of the gameplay later on uh the making it look like the claymation actually allows the graphics to hold up quite a bit better over the years i feel like yeah, yeah. i th- feel like the graphics hold up pretty well because of that yeah yeah it helps on Wilson Gromit's design like is it's not exactly like harsh on most engines so mm-hmm. You'll able to, you're you're able to get kind of a better feel. Yeah, for you, it. you get the feel for it. It looks good. The environments outside of lighting issues look good. Like everything looked like the zoo looks fun. Like everything looks good. 
graphically it held up just fine uh, because of that instead of like you know some of the other licensed platformings at the time that were based on more realistic looking properties Uh, (laughs) I heard Vendetta baby yeah (laughs) the graphics at the time maybe don't hold up as well but this one I think does really well and that is is able to I think help some of the platform mechanics hold up better because it looks fine Mm -hmm. the second question we ask of every game that we play would you like to see a remake or a reimagining in a modern setting? Not this game specifically. I don't think I would like an. I I I wouldn't be against more Wallace and Gromit games. I guess. I I just. I feel like if they if they remade this game now, we would end up with a uh, with a Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated type situation where like. They would make certain things better and then other things worse, or like uh, the or like um, uh, the insane trilogy when that came out and people were like, "Oh, the hitboxes are all wrong and all this and that." And I have I kind of have a feeling that that's that's what would happen with this game, and I don't want that that's to fair. happen. <laughs> I don't think I want a remake. I I think that's there. But would I? What I would love more Wallace and Gromit. I would love. I say this a lot, but I would love if you just dropped it on one of the stores right now. The PlayStation PlayStation Plus, drop it now. That would be really fun to be able to play it on that and be able to revisit it at any time. I think would be great. Uh, you know, similar to what was said uh, about a couple of games, would I like to see both this and Where Rabbit put in a kind of like, yeah, like packaged remastered? Just you know, re- HD remaster up up uh, graphics, maybe up the lighting a little bit. Uh, yeah, you go through and yeah. maybe make it a little bit brighter. Uh, I, I think you could, you know, this game was fun and I can, I could see myself sitting down on any afternoon and playing it. So yeah, would I like to see more of it? Y- yes. But I don't need it. Like, I don't need an, uh, from the ground up remake. I don't need, need something new from it. I would rather see them make a new Wallace and Gromit game than remake this one. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think it's like a Wallace and Gromit game in this style. Because like this style is good yeah. for Wallace and Gromit, the 3D platformer. Yes. Where- you're right. playing as Gromit and helping Wallace along, or even maybe take a cue from Where Rabbit and have it so you're playing as both Wallace and Gromit. Give them different, kind of different. You know, you can still have like helping mechanical stuff, but yeah, like doing some like different abilities. Kind of maybe a, a Lego esque game that you know when you play was one is like the in like the Star Wars one is the droid, one is the person on that, and you go yes, through the level right. uh, and need for it. You could do something like that co op esque that I think would really work. But yeah, I definitely would like to see more in this style. I, you know, and I'm not the platforming person, but I, I, I really did. I do like. I think Wallace and Gromit fits best in platforming. I really do. Yeah, I mean, yes, I know. I personally think that Wallace and Gromit fits best as like a point and click. But, That's fair. But like in terms of more actiony mm-hmm. uh, video game genres, yeah, platformers where I would personally put them. Mm. More, more Wallace and Gromit would be nice, but not necessarily this game, as I think is the yeah. The, I mean, we do have that uh, grand getaway VR game coming out, which yes. would be great if I had VR. VR is about to peak, and it'll never get better it, because it's never gonna get better. coming. It's never going to get better than this. Fuck, fuck your super hots or your uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't follow VR gaming. I don't care. Get Wallace out of here, VR chat. Wallace and Gromit, the grand getaway, is going to be the peak of VR. The peak. <laughs> or your virtual brickality or whatever. No, Wallace is the better inventor. Fuck off. It's going to it's gonna make a grand million dollars. 
huh, <laughs> this podcast got off the rails real fast here. At the end. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But I, I think that's where we can sum it up really easy is like this game is fun. This game is fine. And uh, Wallace and Gromit more would be cool. You know, Mason would like some Shaun the Sheep. Yes. Yeah. But yes. No, just make it like Wallace and Gromit game, but Sean the Sheep is the third playable character. There you go. There you go. Mason's happy. I'd play that. And yeah. then add the chickens from Chicken Run. <laughs> just, make pirate... a, just make an Ardman Just make the Ardman game. game. The yeah. Ardman universe, you've got all of them. Yeah, the Pirates Band of Misfits are the bad guys, but they don't know it until like halfway through the game. Like, we're the bad guys? Oh, no, we can't do that. I mean, still at this point, uh, because Deadpool 3 has not come out, uh, and who knows when it will come out at this point, but... Uh, Flushed away as the most canonical Hugh Jackman in a Wolverine outfit still at this point. That's true. right. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, Ardman, we can have a whole lot of good stuff. But, yeah. I-, I like this game. I would like to see... I would play this game again. I love Wallace and Gromit. I probably uh, wouldn't play it again, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm basically in the same boat as Sean. I like me some Wallace and Gromit. Uh, yeah, I just... yeah. But what do you guys think? Do you guys like Wallace and Gromit? What's your favorite short? If you don't, you're a fucking sinner. No. Uh, are you in Mason's uh, agreement that Shaun the Sheep is better? Yeah, do you like Shaun the Sheep more? Uh, do you, you like team- Chicken Run? Right. You right. can tell us all these things uh, by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read uh, it off uh, here in, on one of these podcasts. Just sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Or maybe you want us to play a game. Maybe you want us to play Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Well, you can tell us to do that by subscribing over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. And uh, you can tell us to play that game, and we will. $15 a month, and uh, we'll do that. But before we uh, before we uh, call this an end on this episode, I, oh, I, I want to right. definitely say here. I forgot about this. <laughs> I know. Say, this is our 50th episode. We have Ooh, done no. we have done fifty episodes on this podcast. It's our semi centennial. That's kind of crazy, uh, and, I, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. We'll probably do something a lot bigger for a hundred if we when, if and when we make it to that. Yeah, we'll talk right. for about five minutes instead of three. But uh, <laughs> but it is pretty cool that like this little podcast that we've come up with uh, is now at fifty episodes. For those uh, yes. for those who listen, thank you so much. Yeah, it, absolutely. It genuinely. Like, we're we're three dorka doofuses talking about video <laughs> games. It's not really like peak entertainment, but uh, but it could be. <laughs> but we appreciate you sticking around, hearing us tangent and talk about so much nerd ass bullshit. We have uh, been able to talk. I've been able to sit on a mic and talk about Dragon Ball and Yu Yu Hakusho. And now Wallace and Gromit and Mason's been able to say about Sean the Sheep. Yes. And, you know, I said the that. phrase anger wanking on a podcast. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate it all, happen. giving Look, us this opportunity oh. to, 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 to be ourselves, to be our dorky selves and play games and uh, talk about it. And so thank you all for listening. Yeah, we, 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 may, we may not believe that it's repeat comedy, but if you do, that's fantastic. And we are very appreciative of that yeah we yeah we appreciate it is the best way to put it we we love that we've been able to keep this train going and we're really stupid excited to keep it going to 50 more (laughs) 
to 50 more to 100 more fuck it and if we're doing this I'll 2050 I don't care to this, until the sun burns out of the sky oh so tomorrow <laughs> yes beg your pardon thank you all for listening and uh, we'll be back maybe with a little bit of an interlude next time I liked it.